uh, before we wrap up, I was just wondering if any of you brothers wanted to share any miracles that you've witnessed or been a part of. Okay. I can uh, begin in the... So in, so you have to ask you, Brother Jared, how, how many hours do we have in this program now? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Because, uh, yeah, you know, praise the Lord. I mean, I've been witness to many miracles over my, my lifetime and my family and the church. And uh, so really I have, you know, I in fact, looked over a long list of them prior to this, uh, you know, to uh, kind of just pick a couple to, to share with you. And so I'll just share, you know, a couple of them that kind of demonstrate the different points that we've talked about today. Right. And uh, I mean, the, the to me, the a, a cornerstone miracle of my family, you know, occurred when when my when my grandparents met the church and right, that they, uh, they they totally believed in that the power of God was in this church and really took it maybe to an extent that none of us would do today that uh, they, they had an accident that uh, my grandfather was backing his car out of his driveway and, and ran over his son who uh, 18 months old standing behind the car he ran over him and crushed his legs and uh, so instead of taking him to the hospital they brought him in the house and laid him on the bed and prayed and and, and left him there right so as i say today that would be uh, very much frowned upon right but what happened then is uh, my, my grandfather went to work my grandmother went in the kitchen and started doing her work and a short time later she feels a tug at her house dress and there's her little boy is walking and, and is fine right? his legs were healed i mean they had been totally crushed at the knees and the, by the heavy car and he was totally healed now, now that sunday in church i mean she was praising god for a great miracle in their life and my grandfather was actually almost a little embarrassed because maybe he hadn't seen the whole thing so he kind of told her you know you kind of maybe overdid that i mean a little accident but uh, you know, everything is okay well see that that night as he tells the story i mean he was uh, laying in bed and he heard uh, a, a tapping at his window i guess he had a first floor bedroom and he went over to the window and opened the window and there standing outside the window was uh, was a man basically an angel but it was a man holding two shopping bags and in one bag was the baby's legs and the, the other bag was the rest of the, the baby and said but for the grace of god this would be your son right so then he knew that that, that was a miracle and so you know we we, we grew up hearing that miracle. That little boy grew up to be uh, my father, right? So had he been killed or paralyzed, I may have never been born. So, uh, so you know, I praise God for that. that was, so that's an example of a healing of, of the body, right, which was a, a clear miracle. Right? But as we've stated, there's other types of miracles also. And for any uh, young people that might be watching this, you know, I, again, I would encourage that you would, uh, you know, pray to God for your for your schooling, for your career, and and so forth, that uh, and God, God will intervene, right? If if you're really looking to follow the will of God. Now, I see I, I made a little, I'll say it, it might have seemed like a little mistake, or you know, shortly after I joined the, the church, where I uh, I was so interested in the the Book of Mormon, right? I I never read it really at that at, at that point. I read it cover to cover, you know, and uh, so as I was reading the Book of Mormon, what I was not reading was my college textbook, right? So that I uh, here I came up to the midterm for my uh, from, uh, political science uh, was was the topic and uh, was was the course and uh, so I figured I would just you know study the night before and cram and so I take out the textbook the night before and realize that the the test is going to cover 400 pages of material which I had not read so I said well this is not not happening and uh, so I, I prayed and I you know I kind of apologized to God for being uh, lax in this and again I don't rec recommend anybody do the same right but uh, you know I asked God to help me with this with this test and and I put the book on, on the table and it fell open to a page and I read w one page about something called John Locke's theory and I said okay well I, I understand one page anyway out of 400 and so I closed the book and went went to bed 
and the, the next day, as, as you might surmise, right, I, the, the, the uh, test was a choice of a few essays, and the number one essay was explain John Locke's theory, right, and so there it was, so I passed the, the, the test. Now, as I said, I don't recommend that as a way of studying, that, you know, I believe that you should study and prepare, but in that case, I felt like it was, well, for good reason, because I was so interested in the Book of Mormon that uh, I believe God helped me, right, so I certainly count that as a, as a miracle, right, but, you know, we also say that, you know, the, the receiving a message from God is, is a miracle. I was driving to work one day, and, uh, you know, I, I was about to, exiting from a highway, and I was about to turn left onto a busy street, and I, and I look up the hill, and here's a big Mack truck is uh, is barreling down the hill. Now, being a, a young guy, I, I, I can make this with no problem. You know, I can qu quick turn left, get across, and, and head up the hill. I actually heard in the car, I heard the word no in the car. It's like the only time that ever happened to me. I actually heard the... Uh, the actual word no in, in the car so so I, as hard as it was I, I pulled my foot back from the the gas pedal and, and I didn't go right and I let, let the truck pass me it passed the, the, the wind just shook my car it was going so fast okay now it's safe to proceed and I uh, hit the gas pedal and then my car pulled across the intersection and stalled we're dead right right in the intersection right the the, the truck would have would have flattened me so uh, so God spared my life with with one word and so you receive a message and and you receive it that's a miracle from God Right, and I'll just share one one more, which is, is again, we talked about God sharing or revealing that Christ is, is this Son of God and, and so forth. I was a witness to uh, a definite instance of this. We, we had a, a sister in our church uh, who, whose husband, he was a, a really mean guy. Right? He, uh, he didn't like her coming to church. Uh, sometimes he wouldn't give her gas money to go to church. They lived an hour and a half away. And uh, so just, you know, as the years passed, uh, she was getting more and more fed up. With him and and finally she told him she was going to go visit her parents in some other state for a week and it was two weeks it was three weeks it was a month and, and it became clear that that she wasn't coming back so this man decided that uh, that, that uh, i was the answer to getting her back so he, he called me and said uh, you know i was away on a missionary trip but he left a message and said you know i i want you to call my wife and tell her that it's her duty to come back to me right and so needless to say i wasn't home so i didn't respond and he left a couple of messages the last of which was, well, since you're not answering uh, my calls or calling me back, I'm going to come up to the Levittown Church building this Sunday, and I'll, I'll see you in the parking lot. Right? So, as, so as I prepared for that, you know, I, I drove over to the Levittown uh, Church and made sure I got there, got there first. And, and, uh, and there, there was this beat-up uh, truck sitting in the parking lot, and I said, gee, I wonder who this guy is here to see. And uh, so I got out of my car, and this man, this gruff-looking man, got out of the, his truck, and he comes walking over, like, you know, real determined, and he comes right up to me throws his arms around me and starts cr crying on my shoulder right now I mean of all of the things I thought might have happened that day that was the last that I would have thought would have happened and when he composed himself he said you know I had very bad thoughts of what I was going to do here today and through the week he says last night I had a dream and, and God told me that I was wrong God told me I needed to be a, a better husband and be a better man and to change my life and, and I believe that this is where I can learn how to do that and, uh, and that's exactly what happened. He came into church that day. He attended for a while, asked for his baptism. He was baptized. He and his wife were reconciled, right? and, and he was a changed man. He was a, a humble, kind man. And uh, so I witnessed what the, that, that was you know, a great miracle that I witnessed, right? the, the total changing of a man. And uh, a couple of years later, he got cancer and he passed away. I believe he went to the, the paradise of God. So that was that was a great miracle as well, that it was a message about Christ being the, the son and, and looking to him that was received. So these are just, uh, like I said, a few miracles that I've witnessed. I said there are many more, but uh, I'm, I'm always happy to be a firsthand uh, witness for miracles that the Lord has done to let others know that the power of God still exists and miracles have not ceased today.
Well, I can add a, a few of those uh, examples as well. Um, I enjoyed uh, the examples that Brother Jerry gave. And, you know, many of them are similar in in the situations that we face. Sometimes it's affliction. Sometimes it's at school. Sometimes it's at work when we're driving our cars. But the Lord intervenes oftentimes. And, you know, I can think of a, a, a few occasions where I was sitting at a red light, Brother Jerry, just like you. And, um, and the light turned green and I didn't go. I hesitated. A car flies through the intersection and my heart starts to pound because I realized had I gone, I would have been, you know, hit broadsided. And I remember looking down and I had my blessed oil, bottle of oil uh, that we use to anoint. I had it in my pocket. And uh, when I looked down at my pants, I saw a, a spot of oil that had somehow, I'll say miraculously, the, the bottle opened, leaked. I reached into my pocket, took it out. It seemed like it was sealed, but here was this small little stain on my pants. And I felt like that was just a confirmation of the Lord placing his hand upon us in, in his protection. That had I gone, I would have been, who knows how bad I would have been injured or, or killed. But the Lord just held back enough. And that, that little drop of oil that, that came through on my pants reminded me that the Lord's anointing was upon us. Another time I was in school. And I had studied for my test. I was well prepared. The teacher didn't t trust us. This was in college, and we had our desks separated by six, seven, eight feet apart, so no one would cheat. And it was an open book test. It was in my major, and, and it was important. You know, this was the, the final, and, and if you passed the final, you'd pass the class. If you didn't, you'd probably fail. There was a lot of pressure. And I remember I read the first question, and I had no idea. And I read the second question. I had no idea. And I had prepared for this test, and I had studied, and I went to class. I went to all the, I did all my homework. I was ready. Third question, and the last question, I had no idea. And I thought, well, now I'm, surely I'm going to fail. And I remember in the classroom just putting my head down on the desk and praying and saying, Lord, I, I need your help. I did all that I could. I did my part. I need you to help me. And I, immediately when I said that, I felt a tap, that firm on my shoulder, and I turned and looked. And there was no one there. Again, the desks were far apart. And I just felt immediately that was the Lord, uh, it, whether it was an angel, whether it was the Lord tapping me on the shoulder. And I felt strength. I, I went back and I, I, I answered every question as best I could. I stayed after class. I wanted to see if I passed. And I did. Thank God. The Lord opened my mind to that which I had studied because, again, I looked to him. I did all that I could. He came through. I felt like that was miraculous because I was sure I was going to fail. I had no idea how to approach those those questions. Um, another time when I was in, uh, I was on a mission trip uh, in Africa. Sat through an entire meeting, and one woman just sat there in what I would say was just a stupor. She she had no expression on her face. She she didn't seem to have any emotion when we sang. She didn't sing. When, when we would uh, pray, she didn't even bow her head. She just sat there. And um, the brothers had, had planned on a few baptisms that day of individuals who had already asked for a baptism. And when it came time, she stood in the line with those who were going to get baptized. And I remember going to the brothers saying, this woman is, is repenting? I, I, I saw nothing. I, I mean, not just that we have to have emotion, but no interaction, no expression of anything. And and the brothers, they kind of gave me the trust us. 
Well, they they asked her at the water shore if she repented of her sins. She said yes. You promised to serve God all the days of your life? Yes. She went into the, went to the water, and she stood there in the water, again, expressionless. And I thought, this is very strange. The brother baptized her, put her under. When she came up out of the water, she had a smile on her face. She was so happy. It was, it was like night and day. And, and later when I talked with the brothers, I said, help me understand what, what transpired here. They said, Brother Frank, this woman has struggled with evil spirits her entire life. She has struggled with these almost like emotionless conditions in her body where she just is like a statue. She just has no response. She's just, uh, you know, almost not even barely interactive. And finally, when she built the courage and the strength and the faith to to want to get into that line, we knew it was her way of of seeking the Lord. And ever since then, ever since she came out of that water, that those evil spirits have been cast out of her. She's never been troubled again. And she, we went back to the church. She was singing. She was smiling, hugging everyone, just hugging her children. And and she became literally a new person. Uh, just amazing. And to me, again, back to we talked about the, the the healings and miracles. The greatest is the saving of a soul. And to witness that and to see that transformation, um, I'll never forget the the beauty of seeing uh, that change in her. And that's true, maybe not so outwardly for all of us, but that's true for everyone who gives their life to the Lord, that that change that comes over us. So just a few, and, and as Brother Jerry said, we could go on for hours listing the, the beautiful miracles and experiences that we've seen in the, in the gospel of Jesus Christ. It certainly is a cause for reminiscence to listen to my brothers tell of uh, the miracles that they've uh, have been part of their lives or they witnessed. Uh, and I could probably, you know, try to match the type of, of each of them because we, we, they're so replete. And I've heard many, many uh, testimonies of uh, the afflicted ones that have had, let's say, a cancerous tumor, come to the church, you've been anointed, go back to the doctor, and the doctor had no way to explain why that tumor was gone. That, that's been uh, uh, commonplace to, to, to hear that, that type of a testimony. Uh, as a child, uh, see that, that lamp, right? I put my finger right on it, that lamp. You might say, why does Brother Peter have such an ugly lamp in his office? Well, that, that piece of log is actually a piece of the Detroit City water pipes, the original Detroit City water pipes that were made out of wood with hollowed out, with hollowed out wood. And my grandfather was involved, along with many, many other laborers, in changing those pipes to, uh, you know, metal pipes that, that replaced them. And basically, uh, he was in the ditch. They call them ditch diggers. I mean, that's what the common term is. And one time he was in a cave-in, completely caved in upon him. He was gone. It, it, he had to be uh, dug out. Everybody dropped what they were doing and ran, and they had, of course, you can't, use a machine, you have to dig him out by hand. And it took quite some time to get to him. They got him out. Of course, they sent him to the hospital. But basically, there was nothing wrong with him. And those are the kinds of things that we attribute to the Lord being, you know, those are not like we had a chance to sit down and beg the Lord for intervention days at a time. 
Those are the miracles that are, are just part of him walking with us as we try to serve him. And I had in my own life uh, those t t sorts of things. Uh, as a boy, I, uh, I made that lamp too, by the way, when I was in junior high school. So the craftsmanship is a, like a 12-year-old's craftsmanship. When I was a boy, I had a, a, an injury. It was, you know, just playing with kids, and somebody threw a stick, and it came into my ear. And, uh, and we were playing. We were playing like we were in Africa, and he was throwing a spear at an animal, and he just went awry. So it was intentionally thrown with force, and it cut my ear. And uh, I, my I ran home bleeding like crazy. And my mother, we had no second car. My dad wasn't home. My mother tried, she was putting compresses on, she was doing what she could, and she said, this thing is wide open, it needs stitches, which of course I just started screaming. And she really didn't have any convenient way to get to the hospital, so she just prayed. And when she finished praying, the, the bleeding stopped. And I was, a, I don't know, seven or eight years old, and that those are the kinds of things, like Jerry's uh, grandfather, those are things that you could never convince, no way, could you convince Brother Jerry's father that there's no such thing in miracles in modern times? And I feel the same way. And, and after you have those things happen in your life, you can hear all the rationales and science that you want or whatever you want to use to, to dissuade. It won't work. We just believe in the power of God. And, and I, along with my brothers, I could go on and on. I think Jerry said, how many hours do we have? We could go on and on. Uh, testifying of the power of God manifest in miracles in modern times.